Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring Andy Griffin. Oh, it's so good to be here this morning, even though it's already almost 90 degrees at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's so hot. Uh, and speaking of hot, we've got uh, Brett uh, Hewish in here. Brett is hot, but that's not what I mentioned. That <laughs> Brett is a is an outdoor police officer. In other words, he's a mountain bike uh, cop. And so Brett is out in an all day, every day. We also have Tiffany Atkin with us. Uh, thank you both for coming today. You bet, yeah, definitely. Brett, uh, I admire a guy who can spend all day every day out in this and and survive. You can't be fat. I mean, because you couldn't be fat and do that. Uh, I don't know if you used to be fat, but you're not now. That's for darn sure. I never have been. Okay. (laughs) Man, well, welcome to the program. Thank you. Uh, Lots to talk about today. Of course, uh, uh, this is our St. George Police. I always like to say uh, St. George's Finest with oh, us today kind. and uh, we we appreciate you uh, you guys coming in i have a list of questions i was going to ask you but i thought we'd just maybe start a little bit and talk about uh let's let's introduce brent and talk about what he does if you want to maybe uh, introduce him a little more yeah, Tiffany. absolutely and let's not get too crazy about him being outside he does get to wear shorts that's true, so that's true. wow that makes that. all the difference uh, 107 I mean, you know, he's as i'm shorts. standing here in pants and my big boots and but he still socks. has to wear the flag jacket right the the uh, kevlar that's oh true. yeah yeah absolutely so, have the body armor on mm. but the legs they're they're all for anyone to see and enjoy so yes absolutely <laughs> well let's not get carried away tiffany <laughs> uh tell me a little bit about your job brett if you will and and, and what it is uh, you do on a day-to-day basis cool so i work on the mountain bike patrol uh and uh we focus on quality of life issues around st george so it's a little bit different because we're not tied to the radio quite as much as like a patrol officer who's mm-hmm. responding to calls all day every day pretty much um we actually go out and we make our own work every day everything we do is proactive for the most part is that is that hard do you find at times going what should we do today or, or is it do you have a pretty much a routine now uh i wouldn't say routine but yeah we we know what we're doing there's, i mean we, we have a we make a plan and we go Go carry it out. Cool. I, you know, one of the things that I thought about when, when she first introduced you to me was uh, those e-scooters, those electronic scooters. They have to have complicated your life a little bit with those things flying around everywhere. A little bit. Not too bad, though. They really haven't been as big an issue as everyone yeah. kind of thought they were going to be. Really, you know, the people are doing pretty good on them. So we haven't, uh, I, I don't know, have we had any injuries or any like accidents where people have gotten hurt on those I'll things? I'll tell you, we had one person come in where they said their sun scooter just stopped on them and they flew the bars as it were. Oh, but it like shut that, off and, and, yeah. and it breaks oh, wow. and the That's whole works. That's what they said. That's what wow. they said. I didn't see the person, so and they didn't, <laughs> they didn't report it to us at the time. But I don't think we've had any accidents with oh, them with awesome. cars. or I mean, we've done really well, so they're good stuff. I actually had a few callers that called usually during the mayor's show and say, hey, we, I had a close call with one sure. of those things where a kid's darting out into traffic or whatever. But You're going to have that on a bike or a regular true. scooter or a pedestrian. Yeah. And that's, that's good to hear, though, that yeah. we haven't had any, any major incidents with those. Uh, do you find yourself at times uh, at odds with cars and, and people, you know, maybe not enjoying the fact that you might be slightly in their way or whatever? Yeah, Brett? a little bit. Um, <laughs> I mean, we... we obey the traffic laws and everything like every other bike should um but just being a marked police i mean we've got police on our bikes we're in a uniform with our duty belt and everything on Mm -hmm. you know um drivers sometimes 
want to just stop when they see a police officer, whether <laughs> whether they have the right of way or not. So every once in a while, it's a, a little bit of a struggle to well, just, make sure we're not getting run over by somebody that just stops right, and right. forgets what they're doing just because they see a police a police officer on a bike, you know. Yeah, one one of the dangerous situations if you're on the freeway is if there's a UHP or a sheriff's going about the speed limit, and all of a sudden everybody notices and they slam on their brakes, and you have this big cluster mm-hmm. of cars surrounding. You can always tell where a UHP is on the freeway. You go, oh, they're right behind me because so is everybody else on the freeway. <laughs> so, Brett, if you if you will tell us a little bit more about your day to day, you said uh, quality of life, which everybody's thinking, okay, well, what does that mean as far as a police officer is concerned? So on bike patrol, we've got a day shift and a swing shift, and our focus is a little bit different on both of them. Some of the things intertwine, but focus is a little bit different. Um, Our day shift guys will spend a lot of time in the parks, a lot of time on our mountain bike pass, uh, just being out there, being seen. Uh, Some of the things we focus on are looking, look, I guess the quality of life issues that we talked about. Uh, some of those things include like graffiti. Uh, quality of life would be something that affects a lot of the population a lot of the time. Uh, so some of the things we focus on are like graffiti around town. Anytime we see graffiti, we will do a report and we'll uh, get it removed as quick as possible. We're we're pretty good about getting it removed within I think 24 hours is the goal. Oh, we nice. usually we actually yeah. get it removed even before that mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Um, and Mountain Bike Patrol actually carries cans of graffiti removal spray, and cool. anytime we see uh, something we can remove ourselves, we'll just remove it right there. Um, some things we'll have to, if it's a big mural or something on a concrete wall, obviously we're not going to be able to remove it ourselves, but we'll submit that to the parks department, and they'll get it removed within 24 hours. Um, some of the other things we deal with are, like, panhandlers at shopping complexes stuff like that um vagrancy issues the homeless like you guys get to know the homeless and yeah camping in a park or something like that Mm -hmm. is is something we'll try to oftentimes we get called a lot about people living along the bike trail systems these guys are great to be able to they know the the bike trails in and out they'll go out kind of see what they need to do clean it up decide if they have to mm -hmm. What's what's the I guess the lot? Well, I, before we get to that, what does St. George have a vagrancy problem? Are there a lot of homeless in St. George? And, and I'm guessing the answer is no. This time of year, because uh, who wants to live outside in this right now? I wouldn't say we have a problem. We have homeless a homeless homeless population just like any other city, mm-hmm. um, and it fluctuates based yeah. on the weather. Absolutely. But uh, sorry, what was your question? What? Well, just yeah, just to start with, do we have do we have a lot of homeless there? I mean, if you had to put a number on it, would you say there's ten or twenty or fifty or? I don't actually. It would, hard, it would be hard um, to know. Because like they're say, transient, right? Yeah, and they're always moving. They, and they, and they do. Yeah, they okay. fluctuate, and 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 we do try very hard to keep track of who's here. If we if we see someone new, I think we have a really good system down to where we at least make contact with that person try to get all the information we can about them a lot of times they're from out of state so they don't have an id we try to get a photo um get uh next of kin contact information just in the off chance something happens yeah to and them. that's that's one of the things we focus as a bike patrol on um we'll do what's called a field interview and try and get mm-hmm. all the information that officer atkin was just talking about um sometimes we'll come across somebody that's been reported missing in another state and hmm. doing this yeah. field interview 
we find out that they're alive and doing well and we're able to contact their family members and let them know they're doing okay, things are, like that. Are these people, generally speaking, are they harmless or, or, or have you found drugs and violence as part of their lifestyle? Uh, both, just like any other human being. Mm-hmm. Both both ways, huh? Okay, yeah. that's, that's interesting. Uh, by the way, folks, uh, when, when, when Tiffany first introduced uh, Officer Huey's here, she said he's mountain bike patrol, and I'm like, mountain bike? So he's up there in the hills and climbing rocks and stuff? Down and there, mountains. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, we're just in St. George, just in the city. I'm guessing you, the do, city. you do that stuff in, in your spare time, though, right? I do. You're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you seem like a mountain biking kind of guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, my, my son has a concealed carry permit, um, very proud of it, and takes it very seriously. You know, took the class, did everything that you're supposed to do. I'm wondering, and I'll ask you, Tiffany, and, and you as well, Brett, uh, is that an issue? Is that something that scares police officers, something that you worry about? Not at all. Um, I, I like me the too. fact that we've got good citizens carrying, actually. Me too. They take the class. They're responsible, and and that they're willing to take action if that if needed. I, I we we support it absolutely. Yeah. Anyone that wants to carry and, and obey the law and and do what they can to to keep things safe for the rest of us, we're all about it. So if I'm walking the streets and Officer Hewis comes up to me and, and wants to talk to me, should I immediately say, "By the way, I'm a concealed carry." you know, holder, and I do have a weapon, or is that something I keep to myself unless it's been asked? Well, we appreciate, all we always appreciate the information. Um, when when we run your driver license, it's going to come up on our screen, oh, or okay. dispatch is going to alert us that you're a concealed carry permit holder. It's always a courtesy. We do appreciate it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not 100% necessary, but right. we appreciate it, yeah. Yeah, good, good to know what and you're, it's, what and you're it's, dealing And with. it's great to be you know, know that people are carrying out there and that, you know. We want the good guys to be yeah, armed. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Sure. Yep. You've all heard right. all those stories about concealed carry people making a difference in this scary situation, so. We've got uh, Seth on the line. You guys okay to take yeah, a Yeah, absolutely. Right. Seth is our regular, isn't he? He is. Uh, right. Seth is regular as it gets. Seth, how are you today? <laughs> Is that sort of like a laxative or something? Yes, yes, you're very regular, like a laxative. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I appreciate that because it's, it's really an important function. Uh, Tiffany, yes. you still teach Citizens Academy. When would it be and how could a person find it? And I'd like to connect it back to the bike patrol afterward, if you would, please. Absolutely. We're going to shoot for doing the um, Citizens Academy this fall or late late winter so if we don't get it pulled together before christmas it'll probably be the first of the year but i promise seth i'll keep you posted on that when when that starts coming up we'll start advertising well, they won't it. let me go three four times will they well sure uh, you're a regular uh, you, i can sit in you're a regular we i'm a graduate i have a diploma and uh let me just comment that uh the most energetic officers that ever showed up to teach us in class were the bike patrol. Oh, that's awesome to hear! Wow. Well, they were bouncing off the wall. They were riding their bikes in the lecture hall. They what? were doing wheelies. Uh, they were full of energy. That's great to hear. It and sounds I like they're right where they need that to be. With the other people who were standing at the lectern, the lectern and uh, delivering their message almost bored, but the bike patrol uh, showed me that these uh, special officer, officers that are out on the streets and they're 
uh, uh, public relations and that they mm-hmm. talk to the people and they're not zooming by at 100 miles an hour with the lights on. You're absolutely correct. That's what they specialize in. Yeah, okay. and that's... And, and that is uh, just unbelievable kind of thing. You know, they used, 100,000 years ago, they used to have beat uh, cops on the beat. Well, they had some in New York City yesterday, and they, they threw buckets of water and hit them with buckets, too. So uh, I suspect on a bike they're a little harder to hit. I, I don't know. but Oh, we've been I blasted guess. with some water guns before. Yeah, well, it, it's, uh, it, it's that kind of thing. But I just want to mention that if, if Andy or anybody else hasn't taken an opportunity to go through the St. George uh, PD uh, Citizens Academy, it's well worth the effort, and of course, you, may, you might even be able to ride along with some of the police officers and see them do their job. And so this is an incredible opportunity to learn about the bike patrol and all of the things that uh, go on in the police department that we have no idea whatsoever of what they're doing and and how they're serving the community. And my hat is off. Of course, it's always off uh, because it flies off. But um, uh, that the most energetic officers with that sparkling personality was the bike patrol. Way to go. Thank you, Seth, for the call. And uh, and uh, I, I will say this, Brett Scott, he does have the energetic personality. In yeah. fact, I'll bet it's driving you nuts just to sit here, huh? Oh, it's it's a little rough to just sit. <laughs> My wife is the same way. She cannot sit still for Well, anything. I never sit when I'm here. I'm standing all the time. It's got to be moving. Yeah. That's, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Let's go to line two. Caller, you're on with Andy, and uh, I'm with Officer Hewish and Officer Atkin. How are you today? Doing great, and, and good morning, officers. Good morning. Um, good morning. Uh, I, I have some points to bring up here, but first I wanted to ask a, a quick question. Uh, with these scooters, uh, electric scooters going all over town and so on, I'm wondering, have we had any incidents or any accidents, uh, just a few or too many or none at all? I don't, I don't know that we've had one call or accident report to involving a scooter at this point. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay, I don't well, know of any. Well, and uh, the point I want to bring up, there was a great article in uh, the Spectrum, and it was when electric scooters crash, who pays the bills? And I, and I highlighted just certain things that are important because it's a long article. It says, riders are exposing themselves to liability and most likely ins- uh, and not insured for the damages they may cause. And it says, when a rider hits or injures a pedestrian, damages property or causes a car accident, the rider may be held responsible. Most insurance policies will not cover those expenses. And a few more points. The largest scooter companies in the U.S. generally place responsibility for accidents on riders by listing in their rental agreement that riders relieve the companies of liability. And a few more things here. Experts say responsibility is likely to fall on the rider's shoulders because of the terms and conditions that they agree when they download that app. And auto insurance uh, would kick in the covered electric, uh, wouldn't kick in the covered electric uh, scooter accident because they don't cover vehicles with less than four wheels. And homeowners and renters insurance might cover an accident on a traditional bicycle, but it does not on a motorized scooter hmm. uh, or bike. So experts uh, suggest calling your insurance agent before you go ahead and, uh, you know, f- get one of those scooters and just ask about coverage. Because some do have addendums you can add on for coverage, but most people are really uh, putting themselves at risk financially when they get on there thinking that, oh, I got the agreement, $1 million, well, 
Uh, that's only if it's caused by the scooter. If it's caused by you, good luck. But I think those are important facts that should be put out there, and people should realize that. And, so, yeah, and I'm glad to hear no one's been injured on those because um, Arctic Circle and uh, Arby's, I saw three kids, and they had the go-away, but some guy was trying to beat someone coming down uh, coming down and uh, on uh, Red Cliffs, and uh, he just cut the driver off, but he wasn't looking to see the scooters were crossing the sidewalk. Mm. Two made it, and one put his hand out and hit the side of his truck. Oh, he was a senior, and he was yelling at the kid like it was, you know, his fault. And they had the uh, walk, you know, they had the right-of-way. So just be careful out there if you're riding those scooters. Yeah, really Absolutely. great points. We appreciate you sharing that stuff. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, and thanks for everything you do. Really oh, appreciate pleasure. it. I feel Thank very you. safe here living in St. George compared to the city I came from. Yeah, no, we so. appreciate, we really do appreciate the sport. That's that's why we do what we do. So, yeah. We and, and, yeah. And thank you for the phone call. By the way, if you want to call in, folks, 673-5890 is the phone number. Uh, yeah, you know, that the e-scooters thing, you keep hearing about in bigger cities, there being some real problems, people getting hurt and, and even killed. On those things, it should be mentioned. They only go, I think, it's 15 miles an hour yeah, is their the maximum max. speed. Yeah. Uh, maybe officers, can you talk about that speed? Is that is that too fast for those little things, or is that okay? Uh, I think it's okay. I mean, obviously, it depends on the person that's riding it. A young kid, maybe, is going to be a lot different situation than an adult riding it right. um, that has more experience. But I mean, it's it's like any. A lot of kids have their own personal electric scooters and things like that, and well, it's about they, the they go about go the same bike, speed, you know, yeah, probably. So, and, and I, I believe uh, Mayor Pike said there are some regulators so that when you're right in town, yes. they don't even go that fast. They, they, slow, like they automatically yep. slow down. Yep. Yeah, they do. They have GPS on them, so when they're in those specific areas, they automatically limit the speed to a little bit lower. Do you do you anticipate this uh, trend continuing? I, I know Salt Lake has, I think, three different e-scooter companies in in Salt Lake, and I know San Diego and some of the other cities around have multiple uh, companies. Is that something you think we're going to keep growing uh, when it comes to those things? I know that uh, at the beginning we started out with you know a few scooters, and then every few weeks, months, it increased the amount of scooters we have. I I hope so. I think it's a great asset to the community. The amount I see out riding when I'm out there riding. On my my bike, uh, yeah. I would say they're doing very well. I would doing imagine right. they'll keep going that way. Yeah. Is has it become uh, one of the other concerns was uh, that they would become an eyesore as they get older. People are going to leave them, you know, sitting around everywhere and stuff. Have you experienced that at all? Uh, it's going to be up to the company that regulates them to um, maintain them. You mean? Yeah, they have GPS on them so each night they go and pick them up and recharge them and so place them in their someone's specific entire spots. job is to get a truck yes. and go around and pick yeah. all those they've actually got and, like and a sprinter van yeah they've got a van and they then they really? them click yeah. them in the van and as they drive it charges the scooter so no they click them in they're driving around picking them up others are getting charged and then they're dropping them as they as they get charged it's They've got quite a system going down. Yeah. Do either of you see anything else along these lines? I've heard I've heard electric bicycles are are making a real. Uh, they're really getting popular. Is that, you know, any other trends you see as far as uh, the bicycles local at this point are still pretty expensive. Um, right. I think as technology progresses, just like anything else, I, I think they'll be more obtainable. It's but get, but the city there. does have the you know just the, human powered bikes right now, but yeah. you don't see many as many people on that. Right now is the scooters, but maybe when the weather cools down. I was going to say, yeah, it's 107. <laughs> Only crazy people like Officer Hughes yeah. are out pedaling bikes. That's true. <laughs> Drink lots of water, man. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, it's 9.30. We've got to get a weather break in. We're on with uh, Tiffany Atkin, the public information officer for St. George Police Department, and Officer Brett Hewish, who is a uh, bicycle cop. Can I call him that? Is that okay? I think yep. so. Sounds good. Yeah, I think it's a pretty cool job, <laughs> to be honest. That, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's step aside for weather. It is 9.30 on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George. Starring Andy Griffin. Welcome back to the program, 934 on News Radio 949 890 KDXU. Get the music down a little bit. I want to talk a little bit. We're with Officer Atkin and Officer Hewish. Now, uh, Brett Hewish is an officer uh, at the Mountain Bike Patrol yep. here in St. George. Uh, and, Brett, let's talk a little bit about where you come from and how you ended up being a uh, mountain bike officer for St. George Police Department. Cool, cool. Uh, so, I grew up in Orem. Uh, been a utah boy my whole life pretty much uh came down here to go to college in 2000 and just fell in love with st george yeah um it happens doesn't it yeah yeah it's an (laughs) awesome place down here um as i lived here for a couple years i just uh started looking at becoming a police officer and looking what i could do to keep this community a place that i could raise my kids Mm -hmm. and uh becoming a police officer is is what i decided to do um how did you end up outside in the heat do, do, as a bike officer? Uh, so I started in patrol, worked in patrol for about three years. Uh, and while I was in patrol, I was able to become a bike alternate, which meant I could come out and ride here and there with the bike guys. Um, and I just fell in love with it. It's hmm. it's the place in the police department where I felt like I could make the biggest difference in St. George. I was able to go out and uh, attack issues that I just couldn't on patrol. Hmm. Is is it uh, is that a coveted position, Tiffany? I'll ask you. Do do people want to be bike officers, or is it just this? Does it take a certain personality to to do that? Well, I think both. I think I I know that we've gotten some officers recently from other agencies, and 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 their main goal was to work bike patrol because it's not something that a lot of agencies around here offer. And so, yeah, and, and also I do think it takes a special person because, like Brett said earlier, you kind of have to dig. You create your own work. You really mm-hmm. have to put yourself out there. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't talk to someone, you could go all day and not do any work. So it takes a lot to be able to have that personality to approach someone. Hey, I'm Officer Hewish. Uh, you know, yeah. how are you today? Anything, you know, whatever. Or, you you know, they're going to roll up on some things. Sometimes they roll up on some fights or or maybe some drug deals going on or, you know, whatever. And, and they have to really be able to handle those situations. So I think it's both for sure. Have you ever had the desire, Tiffany, to be a mountain bike well, officer? So I rode a bike once and then... <laughs> Um, I crashed on said bike, you know, <laughs> you know how you put your hands down, but your face catches you instead. And uh-huh, then you have to uh-huh. have the, the, the dental work and all that stuff. Oh, so once so you you've had done a that, big time crash. Yeah. So once you've wow. done that, you go, do I want to do that again in front of officers who have body cams and will never <laughs> let me live it down? No, you don't. Oh man. So I'm going to leave it to the professionals and I'm going yeah. to stay in a car. I could see that. I, yeah. Yeah. I can talk to people all day, but. Riding a bike down—that's the thing—is you you got to ride downstairs and stuff. And I don't know if that's going to work for me. I had uh, uh, earlier today. I had uh, Jared Casper from Robert J. DeBryan Associates on. We were talking about the most common accidents, and he said the two big ones that he deals with on a a daily basis are the rear end accidents Mm -hmm. and the left turn. Someone turns in front of you, you know, turns left. Uh, 
it's been three years. Three years ago, I was riding my motorcycle, and somebody turned right in front of me, which is very common with uh, sure. motorcycles. And uh, I laid it down, and we kind of hit the side of the car instead of you know staying up and going over the top of it, which I think hopefully was the right decision. Uh, but uh, these these kind of accidents are, are all too common. Is that is that you guys what you guys have experienced too? The the most common ones. Oh, absolutely. The fail to yield when turning left a lot yeah. of the time is a big one and. Yeah, following too close and and bumping the car in front of you. Absolutely. Yep. The guy, by the way, the guy that pulled in front of us, we weren't hurt seriously. You know, Luckily, but, I'm but, so glad. Uh, my wife works for the court, and he came to pay his ticket to her, and he walked up to her and he said, "Ha ha ha! You been in any motorcycle accidents lately?" Now, so had, funny. had I been there, you guys would have had to take me in sure. for assault. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. Was, that was, not awesome. Was, was not funny. Mm-hmm. No, we, we we didn't enjoy that at all. Uh, all right, the, the, if you will talk a little bit more about bike patrol. Uh, we were talking about you know your quality of life. And you're you're going around and, and greeting people. Really, almost a public relations arm to the police department. But also, do you have do you have specific responsibilities as far as enforcing law? Do you write a lot of tickets? Do you uh, you know do you write citations? Do you do you haul people away occasionally? Yeah, we do definitely. Um, as far as well, I, I talked about we have day shift and swing shift, so there's there's kind of some different responsibility there. Um, our swing shift guys will uh, spend a lot more time like riding through apartment complexes and uh, riding through the streets versus daytime. We're a lot more visible. We're able to talk. To the a lot swing of shift would be what six p.m. Uh, to six. So in the of? summertime, it's actually five p.m. to three in the morning. Okay. Uh, and yeah, we're we're just able to get in all the nicks and crannies that you can't from a car just a totally different job um you see things you smell things you hear Mm -hmm. things that you just can't from a patrol vehicle Mm -hmm. and so uh one of my honestly my favorite time to be on a mountain bike is midnight in the summertime just uh most of the good people of st george are in bed by that point and you're just able to go get into stuff yeah, so. go get into stuff. What does that mean, officer? <laughs> uh, after midnight, most of the stuff you roll up on are, are in progress, whether it's somebody using drugs, whether it's somebody breaking into a car, uh, maybe just looking in windows, something like that. Uh, it's it's all in progress stuff versus... Reacting to, yeah. uh, to calls, responding to calls. Have you found uh, with the uh, really the prolifer- pro- proliferation of the uh, short-term rentals, you know, the the, you know, the VRBO and stuff like that, uh-huh. th- there's been more crime with people coming from out of town than staying one night or two night, or, is, or has that even been a factor? No, I, I, not that I know of. I mean, I haven't read statistics on it or anything like that, but no, nah, nothing that sticks out to me. But on that note, we just had um, some people passing through from you know, back east to the west coast, and they um, broke into some vehicles over at the uh, Little Valley area. Really? So, you how would they even find Little Valley if they're just passing? It's a great through? question. <laughs> it's a great question. How they? Maybe they're good at it. Some practice. I don't know, but it's good to remember that we are right off of I-15. Yeah. Everyone that yeah. travels from up north or down south going you know out to la or to salt lake or or whatever this is kind of a stopping point for everyone so i think it's always good to remember that we do live sort of in a bubble but we kind of don't and so it's always good to remember to keep stuff you know out of your cars these people they were trying to enjoy the park their you know wallets and purses were in the locked car but 
they're going to break a window. You know, they're going to they're going to get that 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 purse or wallet, and then they immediately go to the closest store and start spending. And use it. So yeah. by the time yeah. you even know that it's missing, um, a lot of your money's already gone. So we just want to remind people that yes, we live in a, an amazing place, but we're not immune to crime. Well, and, and the thing about it, too, is, uh, you know, I've had my credit card stolen or the number anyway. Sure, me too. And people used it in Florida or they mm-hmm. used it in, in other areas. And the credit card company said, okay, that's not usual. And sure. they stopped it and they didn't let it happen. But if someone steals your card and then they go down the street and, and spend money. It's happening all the time. They're, they're not going to catch that because yeah. that's not an unusual yeah. behavior. Yeah. So, well, it was really great with this one. People saw peop- the suspects thought it didn't look right. They actually followed uh, when when they saw that their card was being used at the store, that's you know, what our citizens are awesome. I mean, they, they are were a big awesome. Part of this it was one. Yeah. it was really great. They said, "Hey, we're going to go see if we can see the car at Walmart. It's being used right now." And sure enough, um, we were able to catch three of the four suspects and get their items back and a lot of other stolen property as well. Now we're not encouraging everyone to go out and take the law into their own hands. That's not right. what I'm saying. Right. Uh, we that's but what when we're, you're seeing stuff, call the police. But and yeah, give us the info. That uh, and, got. and that's what yeah. they did. They they saw the vehicle. They called us. We come. We took we took care of business. And man, was it a great a great effort. On we had county there. Um, and that happens all the time where the citizens, the police, other agencies within within the county, we divide and conquer and and it's it's a it's a good place to be, but you gotta do what you can do to keep yourself from being a victim. Yeah, absolutely. Brett, how long have you been an officer now? Uh, a little over twelve years. Twelve years. So yeah. you've you've got a few uh, miles under the under the belt there. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Have you uh have you had a lot of high adrenaline moments as a police officer in St. George? Oh yeah. Have you? Yeah, that's put, that's put another thing about being things? on yeah. Another thing about being on mountain bike patrol. Uh for the same reasons that we're easily approachable and we talk to people in the parks all the time. Uh people don't feel quite as I don't know if intimidated. That's not quite the right word, but I know what you mean. Um, They're more comfortable around yeah, you. More comfortable. So uh that also has an effect on somebody that thinks they might be able to get away from us ah. uh and so yeah i've I've been in a lot of pu- foot pursuits are you being fast? On mountain bike patrol. you look like you're fast uh i don't know that i'm fast but i haven't uh, had anybody get away from me yet so it must be fast, <laughs> fast then, right <laughs> must be now do you as, when you come up on something like that and, and a, a suspect decides to bolt uh do you stay on your bike do you jump off your bike and chase after him but depends on the situation i've had both um i've had one where i actually crashed my bike into another guy's bike that was trying to take off from us you took um, him down a little pit maneuver with the bicycle <laughs> that's <huh>? right <laughs> crashed right into him but uh i've also had a lot where i was just on foot nice nice well it sounds like a, a fun job uh again it, it seems like you have to really have kind of an outgoing personality for your kind of job you can't just be a wallflower yeah definitely is that is that something you like about it then is that something well that... yeah it's awesome to be able to go out and talk to people um in patrol you don't you don't talk to quite as many citizens you're you're mainly responding to calls taking the information whatever they're reporting um and it's awesome to be able to just go out and talk to members of the community find out what kind of issues they're having in their neighborhood find out what house is a problem house in that neighborhood something we can work on over the next few weeks or whatever or couple nights depending on what it is 
Now, uh, I, I have a question, maybe for maybe for both of you, but per, perhaps more for Tiffany. Uh, as a patrol officer, uh, you, you always ask this question. What's the question that most police officers ask when you pull someone over? Well, we're not we're not encouraged to. Are you saying? Do you know why I pulled you over? That's the one. We're not encouraged to. Do I'll that. bet I've been asked that one. Now, I, I'm not going to lie. I've been pulled over a few times in my life. It's sure. Not <laughs> not in the last decade or so, but sure. in, in my youth, I. I had a little bit of a lead foot uh and i'll bet i've been asked that question at least 10 times from yeah. a police officer you're saying you're not encouraged to say yeah, that? yeah because you know i mean we should know it, it it implies that maybe we don't know or uh, it's more of hey just a starting point for a lot of officers mm. it's just kind of like the go you panic you know you're like oh what do i say oh i'm gonna say that um well i always wondered what the what answer you were expecting when you would ask that question Well, sometimes it's good to see if you actually know what you did wrong because mm-hmm. there know? are situations where somebody really doesn't have a clue why they got yeah. pulled over sure sure yeah i don't I, know why uh, we do it i've we been there it. yeah but I yeah, yeah i always wondered what should i say what what should the answer be because i know he's going to ask it and most of the time they do and it's like well, well yeah, I, was I was going you i was going 13 over you know or <laughs> or uh, i i did a california stop on that stop sign sure. or, or whatever whatever the sure. case may be so uh, you're telling me there's not a right answer just uh, i mean i guess be honest you know so, so if if I know what I did wrong, the the right answer wouldn't be oh, I don't know. <laughs> that, that wouldn't be the right answer. I would hope not. I would rather have people be honest with me. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I'm not looking to get out of it the ticket. And again, it's been quite a while since I've been pulled over. I've I've, I've mended my ways I from, from my lead foot youth. Uh, well, one of the things I did was I started buying slower cars. For instance, I have a Mustang convertible, but I bought the six-cylinder, not because I couldn't afford or didn't want the big engine, but because I knew if I had the GT, yeah, I would have a whole other temptation. I'd be, I'd be going to classes to try to keep my license, <laughs> is what I would be doing. So I have a slower car, and it's a nice-looking car, so I don't mind going a little bit slower in it. But uh, I, yeah, it's isn't that funny how we change with time? Yeah, we get old. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Well, we just get better. We get better. Get older and a little smarter. Yeah. I think so. Smarter think is better. Right. Smarter is better. Okay. All right. We're going to continue. Uh, if you want to call, by the way, 673-5890, 673-5890 to talk with Officer Atkin and Officer Hewish. We'll just step aside for another timeout. We'll be back with more with the uh, police officers after this. Andy Griffin Show brought to you in part by Joe Shoney. Joe Shoney is a local loan consultant focusing on customer service. His phone number is 435-590-6300. out of five stars on his online reviews. Like Michael, uh, Michael's uh, out of town or from Burbank, California. He said, Joe called us back on a Saturday evening and got the process started. He was super responsive to our request and to all our questions. Joe and his team made the whole process painless. Or how about Randall? Randall is from Enoch. He said, everything from start to finish was handled professionally and efficiently could have asked for a better experience so how do you get a hold of joe again the phone number is 435-590-6300 you can email joe it's joe.shoney at nafinc.com welcome back to the program andy griffin with you live on news radio 94.9 890 KDXU. I've got Officer Atkin and Officer Hewish in from the St. George Police Department. Again, thank you so much, officers, for coming in and spending Our a few pleasure. minutes with us uh, today. Uh, I wanted to ask you a couple of things. We do have a caller on the line, too, so we'll, we'll get to that as well. Uh, I know this is more of a dispatch thing, but uh, when, when you get radio calls uh, or we get a phone call, 
what what is a priority? Do they, do they have like a, a hierarchy of priority? You know, a, a one, two, three, four oh, type absolutely. thing. Absolutely, I don't know their numbering system, but based on their questions and their you know the reason for the call, they kind of. And there's in progress stuff. Just yeah. occurred something that. I don't know what you'd even call the so, last one. Something that's are, are you already happened to, and not, not so, currently yeah, not going progress. on. So the dispatcher is going to try to determine if the threat is over with first yeah. thing. And, and if it's not, then that's a priority one, and you guys get the call yeah. and your adrenaline goes yeah, through so the roof, Yeah, so we have right? the person taking the call who is asking all the questions, and mm-hmm. then you have a dispatcher who is dispatching for fire, EMS, and police. And they're all kind. They're in the same room, obviously, so they're kind of hearing and knowing what's going on. And they'll start paging us, hey, we have something in progress, start rolling that way. And when we start kind of rolling, not knowing sometimes what we're in for, and they just feed us information as the as the caller is getting that information or giving it. So they've got a system down. They do a really good job at it. Do they, if, if a bike officer is close, are they going to maybe send you first, say, hey, he's a block away, get over there kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. And we're always listening to the radio. So if we are close by, we will We'll respond to calls that come out, especially if it's something like that in progress or we're, we might be the wor- first ones on scene able to get a suspect or whatever. Seems like we had a, a bank robbery here, what, a year or two ago? Was it was it? a few years ago, maybe. Has it been a few now? Yeah. The, the one, well, are we talking about the one in Washington City that ended it up being ended a pursuit? In yeah. It, it ended, ended in Washington there. City. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So you remember that, huh? Mm-hmm. Were you, well, we've, we, we, you know, it's been a topic of... Of conversation, obviously, because we've learned quite a bit. We've so it was used as a learning tool oh, after after the fact. Yeah, for you guys. absolutely. Yeah, awesome. And they, they got the bad guy anyway, right? They yeah. did eventually. Yes. So that's always it. Always and most importantly, our victims, the two hostages, were returned safe. So that's it's it's almost hard to fathom something like that happening in St. George, and yet it happens. I I, I remember vividly the all good coin murder. You know, oh, where, yeah. where a guy came. I don't know if you guys have been here. Well, you, you've you been here for Yeah, I remember months. that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, it's interesting because I later moved into the neighborhood where uh, uh, Mr. Allgood's son was, was in my neighborhood and got to know him and actually got to know a lot more about it, you know, kind of an insider sure. about what happened. But uh, those kind of things are just, just shocking for St. George. And I know, sure. I know you guys do everything you can to stop those things, but sometimes stuff just happens, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, we're they're l- human beings. Yeah. We're lucky that we go a long time, usually between these big events, but we're certainly not immune. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy, with Officer Afkin, and with Officer Hewish. How are you today? Hello, is that me? Yep, that's so. you. Go ahead. Okay, I just wanted to, when an officer was talking about um, riding the bicycle and it's so hot and everything, thinking I had a cousin who was LAPD, and he was one of the first, bicycle uh, ride, a police officer in Los Angeles a long time ago. Oh, that's incredible. But at least he got, and I always remember in the L.A. Times, they had a picture of him at the beach. So nice. I really oh, that's, feel, a, <laughs> that's a tough life there. I just thought I'd let you know. That, but thank you so much for your service, and I appreciate all the officers. And um, what I saw in the news last night, what happened in New York, is just horrible and i just can't believe that they don't do something about that but we are very fortunate to live in st george and they're living in los angeles for a lot of years most of my life um i really love it here and appreciate everything you guys do thank well, you thank so you. much yeah. and thank you andy yeah thanks and for the phone great, call good to talk show. to you today Bye-bye. Yeah. you know uh 
Gil Almquist, who's a county commissioner, was on uh, last week, and mm-hmm. he talked about the fact that there's an officer shortage in Utah. He addressed Utah specifically and sure. even Washington County. He said that Utah, all the cities and counties and everything in Utah, we're 600 officers short oh, of really? being fully staffed throughout the state. That's a that's a hard-to-believe number, and, and he even addressed the the, the the reason why he said you know i mean obviously pay is one of the things you want to get paid more and, and they're working on that but he said uh, some of the cachet some of the uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for some some of the uh, prestige of being a police officer is gone because of some public perception out there and it's kind of disappointing to me because i remember when i was a little kid i was either going to be quarterback for the dallas cowboys or i was going to be a police officer or a fireman those were the like the top three things and sure i know yeah. you guys have, have kind of been able to live that you've become police officers but i don't know is there anything that can be done about the situation the fact that some of the respect has been lost uh, for the for the police throughout the country well that's a tough one um i i would say to all the officers that are right our officers at this point is you know keep your head held high and 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 honor with the job that you do i'm very honored when you say officer atkin i'm i'm full of pride at the fact that i be. get to be able to you should be to be a police officer i find i hold it in high regard i i understand the the mantle that that comes with that and i'm very grateful to be able to be an officer here in saint george but um i would just hope that people um form their opinions on their own experiences Mm -hmm. if you have questions about saint george police department you want to get to know us come over to the police department and meet us come come ask us questions call in we're happy to help you um just form your opinions on 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 your contact with us and and we're going to continue to uh you know, do our job with uh, with professionalism and, and hopefully some kindness. We're going to get the job done, but we hope to do it, you know, and and keep honor in in this position. I would I would assume Officer Hewish feels the same. I'll give him a chance to answer. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think one issue is a lot of people just hear, see, and hear stuff in the media. Yeah, that's, sensational that's stuff. That's their here. entire yeah. view of the police. They don't actually get to know a police officer or mm-hmm. even have a clue what we actually do day to day so I'd, I'd echo officer atkin and saying come and meet us go do a ride along see what police actually do yeah, if you see us out and about and we're not in the middle of a you know a heated a heated call at that point you know introduce yourself ask some questions you know that's what we're here for all i know as a patrol officer we would love to spend our time you know stopping and getting to know people but that's just not the nature of it so if you see us out and about you know talk with us that's that's we, we welcome it we're down to the last couple of minutes i wanted to ask you this i had a friend who was a police officer up north and uh decided to step away from being a police officer and pursue another career mm-hmm. uh one of his concerns was he said you know i i started to get a little jaded about mankind it started my opinion changed a little bit about people have you guys experienced that and if you if so how do you combat combat that uh, I'd say going into my career, it's kind of like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I went into it super excited to go out and make a difference, you know. Right. And uh, the first couple of years was kind of that first downhill part of the roller coaster where mm-hmm. you start to realize there are things in the world all around you all the time that maybe you were a little bit naive yeah, yeah. before. Yeah. Um, but then, then you hit that bottom where you're like, ah, there's all this junk going around all over the place, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, as you work through it, you come back up. And for me, at least, I, I came back up and I c- kind of hit a new level where 
I realized, you know what, St. George is still an incredible place. It's where I want to raise my family. Unfortunately, there are issues everywhere in the world, um, and St. George isn't immune to it, just mm-hmm. like Officer Atkin was saying. Um, but just realizing that stuff's going to be everywhere. St. Mm. George is still incredible. And uh, and the fact that you're willing to, to make a difference in those types of things is, is huge. Yeah, it's all in perception. It's just all how you look at it. We've run out of time. Officer Hewish, Officer Atkin, thank you so much for coming in this month. Yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thanks for letting us thank you. hang out with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, you guys did a fantastic job again. Uh, we, we hear from you, these guys each month. We're, we're going to lay the gauntlet down for Chief Farnsworth to get him in here. We, you got it. I'm going to tell him. We, he has we no need choice. To get him in here. We had the, the fire chief on, and so we need to get the police chief on now. Yeah. You can plan on it. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> time now for news.